no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. More impressive Cowboys offense or defense tonight? I would say defense because their offense shows up at home all the time. I think they've scored at least 40 in every home game this year. And really going all the way back to that playoff loss at home to San Francisco two years ago, that's the last time they really laid an egg in Dallas. Their their stats are so good at home. Uh, McCarthy, to his credit, has done uh, a really good job as a play caller this year. Uh, Dak's been explosive. CeeDee Lamb looks like one of the best receivers in the NFL. They've mixed in the secondary receivers, their offensive line has rebounded from last year. Uh, So I knew all that. I thought after the Diggs injury, their defense was going to take a step back. And it was not good last week against Seattle. Seattle never punted. Uh, I thought the way Gilmore especially showed up and shut down A.J. Brown for the most part in this game was from the Dallas end of things probably the biggest story. Yeah, I mean... I think everything you said there is correct, but we shouldn't take the offense for granted, even though Philly's defense, I was looking for a little bit more on what has happened to it. I mean, we've been talking about the secondary component of it for basically since the third or fourth game of the season, it feels like, but dude, that was just easy. I mean, third and fourth down at the time that we're recording this with a minute left in the fourth quarter, 10 of 16 conversions for Dallas. They had the one fumble that Jalen Carter scooped and scored. But other than that, basically a flawless offensive game. They scored on every possession they had in the first half. Like they, it just, it basically never got to third down. They were getting chunk plays every single time they touched the ball. So I just thought that they were just very impressive, a complete team. I did not think that they were a legit contender in the NFC. I still think San Francisco is a cut above everyone else, and we'll talk about them in a few minutes. But everyone else in the NFC is flawed. So I see no reason why Dallas can't be the second-best team in the NFC. Philly's broken down. Uh, I think Philly is worn out. They look like a fatigued team to me. Going to the Super Bowl last year, and really from the beginning of the season – uh, they won games. They had the best record in the NFL, but they didn't pass the eye test every week. In fact, I think now it's six straight games where they've trailed at halftime. Uh, they they turn the ball over too much offensively. Their defense isn't good enough anymore to bail them out. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect now between Hertz and Brown that's reared its ugly head here during this rut that they're in. And they just seem like... Uh, they're close to being on empty, Danny. And maybe the schedule softens up a little bit here and they're able to get their groove back and their mojo back a little bit. But it almost feels to me like they need another buy. Like they just need a rest. And they're not going to get it because uh, if they're not careful here, they're going to end up playing a wild card game on the road against somebody because they're not even going to win their own division. Against an NFC South winner. Which- yes, might end up being like a bye. They'll be more than a touchdown favorite against whoever wins that division. 
I was thinking about this. I don't know about that right now, by the way, if they would be more than a touchdown favorite with the way they're playing. It would be close to a touchdown, but I think I, it'd be about seven. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Six, six and a half, seven. Um, do you think Dak or Purdy's the MVP when people are listening to this in the bulk Monday? Uh, I think I think Dak. You agree? Did it in front of a wider audience. Purdy he got had a signature win now. He got yep. a big win. Pur- Purdy had the better stats. I'm interested to see how much Lamar jumps up. Yeah. He, we'll talk about that. I mean, he, he was spectacular. Like, I guess my overall point of asking the question is, we thought that there could be a clear front runner after this slate of games. I don't think there will be. I think Hurts is going to drop, obviously. And I think there's a it's a virtually impossible path for Mahomes now. But I think Dak, Purdy, Lamar, and maybe Hurts can all still win the MVP. Which is pretty remarkable with four games left in the season. All right, let's get yeah, let's get to the Chiefs and Bills game because story of the day, man. The story of this game now is the offside penalty. And you said at the start here that there was something controversial. There was a controversial day. I hope you weren't talking about this offside call because there was nothing controversial about it. It was extremely black and white. It was a penalty and it should be called a hundred times out of a hundred in my opinion. Okay. He was clearly offsides and they should call it. I agree. There's a ton of players in media, not chief sympathizers, who say that you don't make that call in that spot on the offense. Who's the most prominent one? Is there somebody here who's... I saw Robert, like Robert Griffin III is the last one that I saw. I saw Dan Olofsky say it, like... I, so I've seen I've seen high profile, relatively objective, no ties to the Chiefs, NFL analysts say that that should not happen, and he's clearly offsides. You and I have never played receiver. You and I have never played quarterback. We all knew what was happening though. The like look with me and take it. What struck he me didn't about do that? I I know I know I know that. What struck me about this was the reaction of Mahomes and Reed. I thought I've, embarrassing. I've, to be I've never seen either of them do it. I, I I I thought it was so out of line to me. You've won two Super Bowls. I understand your team has struggled offensively. You've gotten the whistle in so many games over the last year and a half. I thought Mahomes and I and Mahomes is I think as a as far as great players go almost universally beloved. I mean, there are very few people, I think, that have made it either in the media or fans that have made it their business to go after the guy. This was unlikable. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the Josh, the Josh Allen exchange after the game, I, he, he should come out on 610 where he does a weekly show or when he does meets with the media again and apologize for that. Cause that was completely disrespectful. You got the you got a borderline call to win a Super Bowl. You got a you got a play against the Jets to win a game this year. You had a guy take off his helmet in a game, Sneed, and the referee said politely, please put that back on and did not give them a 15 yard penalty. I just I don't get it. 
Well, so I, I actually, so here's the thing. I think what he said post game, he's like, listen, I didn't say hardly anything about the call, the pass interference in in the Green Bay game at the end of the game. He's like, I believe in letting the guys settle it on the field. Like, I, what I tweeted, that was, was way more egregious, by the way. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I know what what I what I tweeted was, I felt robbed because that that was a all time play. What Mahomes, and Mahomes said after the game, he's like. You know, we were robbed of a Hall of Fame player making a Hall of Fame play. Like, fans had something taken away from them. A Hall of Fame career had something taken away from it. Like, they were going to show that highlight when Kelsey goes into Canton. And he's right. But when I tweeted we were robbed of it, I meant by Kadarius Tony, Of course. That, you know what I mean? Not by the – like, I do feel cheated. I hate talking about refs after games. And the Chiefs made plenty of mistakes earlier in the game. It should have never come down to it. But, dude, let's live in a world – and, like, you can't even say that it had no impact on the play because Tony's the guy that catches the ball from Kelsey. Like, it probably didn't matter. We're talking about a matter of inches. But it's not like he was an insignificant piece of the play. He caught the pass. But I do wish we lived in a world where that play happened and we get to see if Josh Allen can drive back down the field at Arrowhead. I do feel cheated as a football fan – but by Kadarius Tony, not by the refs. Yeah, where's the personal accountability? I mean, do, I did not see every quote that came out of their locker room or from Andy Reid, but did anybody want to put it back on the player? Because I did not get that impression in the stuff that I saw going around social media. No, I, not, just, like, I saw I saw Jarek McKinnon be like, the refs had it in for us today. Yeah, so. F off. I mean, get get out of here with this. The, the, Tony's a Tony's kind of a clown. And for, for them to not look, you don't want to air the guy out, but maybe he stands at his locker and says, I should have just lined up properly, which is something that as a professional football player, I should do a hundred times out of 100. They seem a little unhinged to me, you know? Well, I, they, they, I, I think that it's frustration boiling over, man. Of course. That's what I'm saying. They, but they, I don't know that that's unhinged. I think, I think it's like understandable, palpable frustration Tony now, you can say, has lost them two games. Lost them the Lions game to open the season. He lost them this one. MVS dropping the ball on the deep ball against um, – I'm mixing up my games, not the Packers. Um, where he, the outstretched arms – The Eagles game. Eagles game, thank you. Yeah. Sky Moore, the one against the Broncos. Pass interference against the Packers. I mean – these they're losing these games by the skin of their teeth. They man. just don't sound like a team to me. That's been, that's been there, done that right now. Like if, if I think if, they're if frustrated. You, well, but I, but I also think, I think it's getting to them. I mean, you saw Chris Jones on the sideline too. I mean, it's he's just, an emotional guy. Okay. I'm just well, saying it's not the first time. It's not the first time I've seen Chris Jones yell on the sideline. I've, I, I've never seen Andy Reed or Pat Mahomes do what they did today. Well, that that's yeah. I'm I'm putting it all in the same pot right now. Like they're just they don't they don't have the look. It's not just their performance that doesn't look championship caliber. It's their reaction to it. It's both that would concern me as a Chiefs fan. They're not just shrugging their shoulders and like we'll get it, we'll be fine. They're not doing that. They could. Dude, this was a. I mean, this likely cost them the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. It was a massive game. Well, not the yeah. I mean, they won't get the one seed, but you know, the, we I mean, obviously, the one seed could lose. Sure. 
and they could end up being the two, of course. But as of now, they are not hosting the Arrowhead Invitational. I mean, it's a massive, massive loss. And it honestly maybe was more surprising what Andy Reid did after the game. Like Mahomes is a competitor. He's out there. He's, he's the coach. He's got to be like, we we had ample opportunities to win the game and we didn't. That should have been his. I'm just not ever sure I've answer. heard him say anything like it. Like it was just, it was just like the NFL should be embarrassed. I I don't think I've ever. He heard should him be. Say- he, yeah, he's going to get fined hundreds of thousands. Not maybe not hundreds of thousands. But yeah, I don't he should know. Get fined a lot. Well, he's in bed with Mahomes, and I would be too. I mean, that's the guy's sure. meal ticket. That's the player that's going to get him to Canton. He's in a bunch of commercials with the guy too, so he's making side money. I'm serious. Uh, he's making. I don't a think bunch he's of- concerned about. It. I I think that they genuinely feel like. And but I, I thought N- NBC, as always, did an incredible job at half at halftime. They had the ref on uh, for, uh, Terry McCauley or whoever that yep. one is, and he's like, "It has been a point of emphasis off because Mahomes said he's never seen offensive offsides no. called in seven years in the NFL, eleven times this year. Yeah, it's been called, so it it's not as uncommon as they were making it out. And, but the last thing I'm going to say about Andy Reid is if Mahomes had, uh, we'll get him next time answer he would not have said that about the league my opinion is because Mahomes had such a meltdown he backed his player if Mahomes handles it better I don't think he takes that tact after the game he wants to come off as supportive towards his star probably I mean coach normally speaks before quarterback but I hear you I mean he knew he knew how pissed Mahomes was because of the blow up on the sideline there's no there's no question 